Uh, thanks everybody for coming on extremely short notice, especially on heels of that Bronco game. <laughs> so the format today, we'll go right down the line. <coughs> Starting with athletic director Rick George, we'll make a quick, couple of quick comments. We'll turn it over to Chancellor DeStef now, and then to our head coach, Mike Zeff. Got it. Um, can you get? Can you hear this? Does this work? Okay. Um, good evening, um, everybody. And um, as you know, I met with Coach Durrell um, early this afternoon and informed him that we were making a change in leadership in our football program. Um, want everybody to know that I have a ton of respect for Coach Durrell and the way he led our football program with integrity. Uh, he helped us navigate the challenges of COVID-19 and did so with a lot of class. He made our young men better off the field, both in the classroom and in the community. He led our program to the highest GPA in our history, uh, and his team was involved in a lot of different community activities. Carl's a good man. I have a ton of respect for him, uh, and I wish him nothing best in his future endeavors. However, um, the on-the-field performance fell well short of our expectations. I know that starts with me. Um, I hired Carl, and it didn't work out the way any of us wanted it to. There's no excuses, and I own my part in where we are today. I have to do what's best for our student-athletes, and I felt that a change in leadership was needed at this time. I also made the decision to re relieve our defensive coordinator, Chris Wilson, of his duties. Uh, our defense, uh, defensive performance also did not meet our expectations on where we needed to be. I've asked Mike Sanford uh, to serve as our interim head coach for the rest of our season. Uh, Mike and I have asked Gerald Chapman to serve as the defensive coordinator and Clay Patterson to serve as our offensive coordinator. We still have a lot of games to play, which is why I made the decision now. We have seven games remaining on our schedule, uh, and I'm confident that we have the talent and the will to win the games down the stretch. I have full confidence in Mike to lead this football program. Mike has had a lot of success in his coaching career, and he's an incredible motivator. I'm excited to see Mike in this role and think he will bring the team the energy that we need. We will be diligent in our search process, and we will be incredibly thorough. We will leave no stone unturned in our quest to get this football program back to national prominence. Over the next few months, you'll read a lot of things on social media. We all do. Uh, when you hear uh, from me on our next head coach, that's when you'll know. Um, and between now and then, I won't be commenting on the specifics of the search. This time around, we, we have two months in front of us to get to the best coach for this job. To that end, I'll be working uh, and consulting with football people that are knowledgeable, that are former buffs, that have agreed to help advise me during this process, uh, in, in addition to the national network of great football minds that we have access to. These individuals care deeply uh, about this program, and I'll utilize them throughout this process. We're fully committed to doing what it takes to get our football program back to national prominence. We will always do things with integrity, but we will do what is needed to get a winning football team back on this field. And I know our campus and our system are supportive of that. 
You will hear from the chancellor uh, shortly, but I know he supports our uh, football program wholeheartedly. Our president, Todd Solomon, is fully invested in this too, as are our regents. Both Chancellor DiStefano and President Solomon know how a successful athletic department can make this campus better. And I'm incredibly grateful to have their support as well as the region's support and, and the team in our athletic department. I promise you uh, that I will work hard, as hard as it possibly takes to return our football program to glory. Our athletic department has and will continue to provide the resources needed for a successful football team. This place can be and will be a football powerhouse. We have the facilities, we have the location, we have the programs, we have everything that we need to be successful uh, on the football field. My stance on this has never wavered. I'm more confident than ever in Colorado football. We will find a leader that will get us back to prominence. I'm energized about going out to find that individual. I'm extremely confident that this program will return to national prominence. I've said that a number of times, but I believe that. We haven't had the success that we've needed in the past 15 years. We have not consistently won, and that isn't good enough, and, and I understand that. The next leader of our football program will be someone who is an incredible motivator, someone who has a passion for winning and molding young men into leaders both on and off the field. Over the past several months, I've heard a lot from many of you in Buff Nation that the current state of our pro football program is not good enough. I agree. We need to get better, and we will. But I also want to challenge all of you that building this program back to national prominence will take all of us. Not one person will be able to get us to back to where we want and need to be. Every fan, supporter, and donor will need to step up, buy tickets, donate, get involved in NIL. We know that the current landscape of college athletics is turbulent, but we have to embrace it. We need to get more people involved in what we're doing, particularly in the NIL space. If you're a small business, a donor, or a group of donors, we want you involved. To close, before I turn it over to Chancellor DiStefano, I want to say this. We still have a lot of games left on our football schedule. Uh, our st football student athletes need the support of our fans. And I know our buffs will rally around this team and this coaching staff. You'll hear uh, shortly from Mike, um, and he, is, he and his staff will provide the energy jolt that this team needs. So I'm hopeful that our nation, Buff Nation, will join me in supporting these student athletes. It has been incredibly challenging on them, and they're working harder than ever to turn this around. So with that, I'll turn it over to uh, Chancellor Stefano. Thank you, Rick, and uh, good evening to everyone. Um, these decisions are never easy, and I want to echo Rick's appreciation for Carl's dedication to CU Boulder, and especially to our student athletes. Carl is a man of integrity, and I want to thank him for his commitment to our university. I want to stress that Carl's contract buyout will come from the athletics department budget. None of the contract funds will come from tuition money, taxpayer dollars, or the campus general fund. This decision will have no impact on our ability to, for example, hire more faculty, support student services, or invest in research and academic programs. And I'm confident that the final payout number will be less than the $8.7 million. We are at a watershed moment in college athletics. With conference realignment, NIL, the transfer portal, 
and uncertainty surrounding the NCAA's very existence, the college athletics environment has never been so turbulent. Our role as university administrators is to navigate these turbulent times in order to put CU Boulder on a path for success now and in the years to come. Dating back to my days as the faculty advisor for athletics, I've seen what a galvanizing force the football team can be, uniting our campus community in support of our beloved Buffaloes. Athletics can provide a gateway to all of the important work we're doing throughout the campus. And I know our football program will once again match the ideals we strive for in our academic programs. This morning I spoke to President Solomon as well as a number of Board of Regent members. They are united with me in full support of Rick as he searches for a new head coach. The University of Colorado Boulder is a premier destination with great academics, facilities, student athlete resources, and a proud and passionate fan base. And I'm confident that Rick will find a top candidate that aligns with our values and our mission of success on the field and in the classroom. In the meantime, I look forward to cheering on our football student athletes the rest of the season. And I hope our students, alumni, supporters, and fans will join me in the support of our program now and in the years to come. And I'll turn it over to Coach. You know, first off, it's been a, a challenging day, um, a difficult day for uh, many of us uh, coaches and players in this program. Um, you know, Coach Durrell is uh, the ultimate professional, um, a man of integrity, uh, a man of uh, incredible wisdom, and I'm very grateful to him uh, for bringing me to a place that, that we love and, and we would love to call home. Um, I have a ton of respect for Coach Durrell. Um, secondly, I just would like to thank Chancellor DeStefano, uh, President Solomon, and, uh, and Rick George for this opportunity um, to be able to take a challenging situation and turn it into a tremendous opportunity for us and for this program uh, to continue to forge forward uh, throughout the course of this year. Um, you know, as, as Rick mentioned, um, uh, we made the decision to, uh, to promote Gerald Chapman to be our defensive coordinator. Um, in, in him, both, uh, both Rick and I saw uh, an, a galvanizer of people, um, an incredible motivator, and somebody who's going to allow our defense to play fast, sound, and simple football and, and be able to fly around. Uh, we're really excited about that opportunity. Uh, from an offensive perspective, uh, we've made the decision um, for, for Clay Patterson, um, our tight end coach, pass game coordinator, uh, to go up into the press box and, and serve as the offensive coordinator, uh, in which I will be uh, very intimately involved with the game planning process uh, and take that as, as, as we go and move forward. Um, you know, today we had the opportunity to meet as a team. And, um, you know, we started out that team meeting uh, with an opportunity to, to allow guys uh, on the football team and, and the coaching staff to, to have their time, to have their space. Uh, change is difficult. Change is inevitable. Um, but change, like I said, is also an opportunity. Um, we believe that this is an opportunity to have eight games moving forward. Um, and we're looking at, from the perspective of each game that we play, is, is, is in our mission to get an eighth game. Uh, and we believe uh, that the energy that we have to galvanize this football team and bring everybody together um, is an opportunity for us to, to, to go compete for an eighth game. Um, we have not been eliminated from any postseason to this point. Um, and it all starts with having a, a fantastic bye week 
um, leading into the Cal to the Cal game. Um, the team uh, is what is directly in front of me and what my is on the on the forefront of my mind. These are tremendous student athletes. Um, these these players haven't quit. Um, they have shown nothing but fight. Uh, they have shown resolve and they've shown the leadership that that we would all want to see in our own sons. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to lead these men, to lead this staff um, through troubled times, but to also look at this as a, as a new opportunity. Um, we wiped the first five games. Um, literally on our schedule in, in the unit meeting, uh, we put a black paper uh, over those first five games, and this is a fresh start. It's a fresh start for, for players to have an opportunity that um, weren't in the position they want to be in uh, with regards to playing time to, to go out and play. Um, and we're going to look for players uh, that are the most uh, bought in, that are most fired up, and the most selfless individuals to represent this fine university. Um, you know, to anybody in, in Buff Nation, uh, the constituents that make up Buff Nation, the student body, um, the fan base, the donors, and most importantly, the student athletes and the, stu and the staff that uh, I now have a chance to lead, um, I want us all to, to think each and every day, um, when you wake up in the morning, what can I do? Um, what can I do? And that's, that is my cry. What, what can I personally do um, to, to turn this in this pivotal moment for this season? Um, there is a ton of, of football left ahead of us. Um, this season is not at all um, a waste season. We're going to look at this as an opportunity um, to, to develop a lot of the young talent that we've seen on offense to re-energize and reinvigorate the defensive veterans that we have on this roster, and most importantly, to bring a unified front across the board from staff to player. And I fully expect to see uh, a much improved product when we take the field um, 13 days from today. Okay, with that, we'll take some questions. Please wait to get a microphone. Who wants to lead off? So, Rick. Yeah, I, you mentioned that you know, this is a, it starts with you because you made the hire with Carl. Um, you talk about you know, this process now. I mean, you had to make kind of a quick decision. You know, it was not ideal circumstances when you had to hire Carl. You now have a couple months. How much do you think that's uh, in your advantage now in finding the right coaches? You have you have some time now to you know, kind of go through this and really find what you want. Yeah, uh, appreciate the question. Um, you know, when, when we did this a few years ago, uh, we had a couple weeks. And, and I think when we hired Carl, um, it was two weeks before the season. And, you know, the timing of doing that after signing day in February is really challenging. Um, but no excuse. Uh, we hired uh, Carl for the right reasons. Uh, we uh, fully intended him to bring this program back. He started off really well, and you know we've just uh, not been uh, where we should be in the last year and a half. So, um, you know, having two months, and and I will tell you, and I want to make sure everybody understands this is that we're not going to hire somebody in the next couple days. This is going to take time. We're going to be very thorough. We're going to be very uh, intentional about looking at the right group of coaches and when we make that decision um, uh, it's going to be um, the decision that's in the best interest of, of Colorado football and, and we're confident um, that we'll have a lot of people that will be very interested in this job. Hi, my question is for you Rick. You sent out that statement when the Bucks were 3-0. What changed from then to now and why did you decide to make this decision today? 
Say that the three and zero piece. Um, you sent out that statement uh, when the Bucks were three and zero on September oh, 18th. Oh, and three. Oh, and three. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, and then the follow up of your question was. Why did you decide to make this decision today? I made the made the decision today because um, you know it was the the timing for me. Um, um, you know, being zero and five is not where I wanted to be. I didn't see progress from week three to week five. Um, and so uh, I felt like it was the, the right time uh, for me to make a decision. And for those of you that want to know, I made the decision last night. Um, and um, I consulted with the chancellor and, um, and then flew back today and, um, and, and met with Carl and, and made the decisions that we made. For the chancellor and for Rick, uh, former players have, have, have kind of stressed on record and off that, that they felt there's instability in CU football. And again, one of those things that caused that was not by the design of anyone in this room, as we know. Uh, what would you say to them when you're dealing with a third hire in five years? And how do you think that affects you? Said it's going to be a good candidate pool, it's a good job, it's a power five job. Who look at this and say, you guys have had you know three coaches in five years or four and eight or whatever the number is. You want to see that stability there, right? Well, well, look. I mean, we we wanted to st uh, see the stability when we hired Carl, and um, that was really important. And I do think it's important that we have stability in our program and that we have coaches that want to be here. Uh, and that's really important to us um, that we have the coaches that want to be here that can energize this program, and and we've got to we've got to look to the stars. I mean, we've got to look at how do we get this program back to greatness like it was, and we have all of the elements for that. And there's no excuse why we're not there. So this hire is extremely important for us. And again, we're going to take our time and our diligence to find the right person to lead this program. Hi, Coach, uh, Coach Sanford. I uh, was curious what you learned from your prior head coaching experience that you'll kind of bring into this interim uh, role the next two months. And then also curious, kind of a two-parter to here in terms of Coach Patterson and kind of how that dynamic's going to work with him being the OC now. Yeah, um, so Adam, I appreciate the question. Um, you know, I think that that, that experience, um, and I talked to the team today about that particular experience, is you know, the game of football is, is a game of, uh, of, of ups and downs, the game of, uh, of, of learning and growing. And I would say that that, that um, opportunity that I had, not only to learn from, from being in this seat and from being in this chair, um, you know, there, there's things that I took in my notebook um, that, that I was going to certainly do differently. Um, you know, the first and foremost thing that I need to do with this football program today and what lies six inches in front of my face is that I need to love these kids. Um, I need to invest in these kids. I need these kids to be galvanized as a unit and understand that we're playing um, with, with seven games of, uh, in front of us. Um, you know, at times, uh, you know, as coaches, we get, you know, so embedded in the game plan. Uh, we get so embedded in, um, you know, just the stresses of the job that we sometimes lose sight of your most important asset, and that's your student athletes. Um, and so uh, starting tomorrow morning um, from the course of 7 a.m. Till, till 5 p.m., I'm going to meet with every single one of our players um, to see where they're at, to, uh, to hear them, and for, the, for me to, to, to tell them how much I care about them and how much I believe in them and how much this, this place believes in them. 
Um, and then second question uh, with regards to Coach Patterson, you know, I have a, uh, a great uh, trust and respect for him. Um, you know, his, his resume, if you look at it, he, he hasn't done it the easy way. Um, Division II, uh, NAIA, um, JC football, but the one thing that was constant with Coach Patterson um, was his, his, his team scored points. Um, you know, it scored a lot of points, averaged in the 40s and 50s. Um, we, all, we obviously know that we have a long ways to go, and I own that. Um, I'm going to be very involved in all the decision-making that happens offensively. I'm going to still be uh, intimately involved with Owen McCown and our quarterback room's development. Uh, I will be in that room. Uh, I will be involved in every game planning meeting. But these players need um, to be, to be um, you know, tended to, and that's what I, I believe is, is the best asset and alloc allocation of my time. Rick, uh, and follow up on Brian's question about having some time now to make this hire. Like you said, it's not going to happen in a couple days. I'm just wondering, besides sorting through resumes and, and looking at folks' backgrounds, might you use this time as an opportunity to you know, examine other facets of the football program, whether it's NIL ventures, you know, admission standards for transfers, and I know there's not a lot you can do about that, but might you look at other matters surrounding the football program to, to help you find what exactly will be the right fit going forward? Yeah, and, and look, we, we, we do that um, all the time, Pat, and we've been looking at a lot of those different things, and I know the chancellor and I meet regularly and talk about uh, some of those things, and there's certain things we can do, and there's cer certain things we can't do. You know, it's like every place has different standards and different minimums and different things that they can do. We've got to take what we do really great, and we got to be great at it. Um, and again, I think we've got some of the best programs for our student athletes of anybody in the country. We've got incredible facilities. We're in a great location. We're in a terrific conference. We need to go win, and we need to get the right people in the right seats. Uh, and we need to get the right student athletes here that are going to help us achieve those goals that um, our fan base and our alumni, our donors, our students uh, deserve. This is Coach Sanford. Um, what do you see Coach Chapman bringing to the table as far as turning the defense around? You know, uh, you know, I just, based off of where we're at at this current point, um, you know, energy, life, accountability, um, it, it was somebody who's built to inspire. You know, I saw that on a daily basis. Um, you know, one thing from having been a head coach and really having been in a lot of different, you know, uh, staffs with a lot of talent, um, you know, I, I'm always making notes. <laughs> I'm always uh, observing, um, you, know, different strat you know, different strengths and weaknesses of each coach. And I saw a leader of men in Gerald Chapman. Um, and he didn't wake up this morning uh, believing that this was going to be an opportunity for him. Um, but when I sat in on his unit meeting with the defense, I was fired up. I was ready to go um, play sound, fast, simple defense for Gerald Chapman. Um, so I'm really excited about um, not only who he is, the man of integrity he is, but the leader of men that, that he's already portrayed uh, in his short time here. I think he's a star in this profession. I really do. And, uh, and I have the full confidence in him, and, and he knows that uh, myself and, and Rick George have uh, the full confidence in him to, uh, to really provide a spark for this defense. Just for the chancellor. Um, you guys have some academic things that make it difficult you know, for your coaches to compete. You know, um, Carl Durrell told me uh, in July there's certain transfers he doesn't even look at because he can't get them into school. Your peers can. I've heard that from other coaches uh, at this university as well. But they're just, they're just limited. And with the transfer portal being so big, um, how, how important is it for this school 
to alter some of those uh, those rules somehow so you can get some of those kids in to compete in the transfer portal more so than you are right now? Well, I don't think it's a matter of, of altering any of the, the rules and policies. Number one is, you know, I believe that you, you can have excellent academics and excellent student-athletes coming together. They're not mutually exclusive. Uh, on the transfer piece, it's just based upon the degrees we offer and the way that, you know, faculty own the curriculum, they own the degrees. So when a student wants to transfer, for example, we, we don't have physical education here and we don't have general education, you know, and to be honest, that's not going to change. Um, but what we have to do is go out and recruit uh, those student athletes coming from junior colleges who can play for us and can transfer in the credits. Um, it may take a little bit more work, but I have confidence in our coaches to be able to do that. So, as it follows that, so with that, I mean, are you saying those things won't change, so you'll just have to live with not being able to compete with some of those second, third year transfers that some of your peers are getting? Right. Well, go ahead. No, I mean, you know, we have brought in transfers. Uh, that's worked, and I think we'll continue to bring in transfers. It just is the transfers have to meet, you know, they have to have the transfer credits that will transfer, the credits that will transfer. I mean, look, I've, I've been recruiting since, you know, the 80s, and, you know, there's a certain pool of candidates, you know, of recruits that you look at that fit your profile, and there's enough of them out there. And, you know, we've just got to be intentional on, on who those are and, and know, um, you know, where they fit in, you know, the admissions process. But, um, you know, we're always going to have somebody that can't get in, but we're also going to have some that do get in. So it's a balance. Rick, you laid out a moment ago very well uh, what this institution has to offer and the profile of what the University of Colorado is. I'm wondering, in your mind, when you go out and you're looking for the next University of Colorado coach, do you have a profile of what that person looks like? No, I don't. Um, not at this point. Um, you know, as I said before, I want somebody that's high energy, that's a strong motivator, a very good leader, um, obviously having tremendous knowledge of college football, uh, recruiting, um, you know, all those different things. But I don't have any specific, this profile has to fit or this candidate doesn't fit it. Um, you know, we, we're going to look for the very best coach that we can that are great leaders, great motivators, um, that we're going to, that'll provide energy for this program. A question for Rick and Chancellor. Um, there are a lot of angry fans that have voiced their displeasure over re uh, in recent months on social media and both at the games. Um, what would you say to those fans that don't think Steve was invested enough in the program, the football program right now? I would say we're in a really good position and with where we are um, at CU. We've got a very good NIL program. Do we need to get better? Yes. Um, but we're participating in everything that we can. So if you think about investments, we were one of 22 schools that adopted the uh, Alston ruling where student athletes had the ability to earn $5,980 uh, for an academic year. We did it um, this past semester, and we're doing it for uh, the foreseeable future. So we're providing those opportunities. Full cost of attendance, we participated in. We paid that. All of this is permissible language. 
but we participated in that. Unlimited meals. The NCAA just changed about three weeks ago that now you can provide more meals. So we added a third meal for our student athletes. So we're providing everything legally that we can provide under the NCAA guidelines for our student athletes. Do we need to get better in NIL? Yes, and we are very focused on that and working extremely hard on that. Our programs that we talk about with what we've invested, and you talk about investment, when we talk about the investment that we've made in mental health and our psychological health performance department, you know, five years ago we had one practitioner. Now we have four full-time practitioners that work in athletics. Nutrition, we've gone from uh, one nutrition, uh, sports dietitian to three or four. Uh, we're providing three meals a day. We brought it in-house. What we've invested in leadership and career development, this whole student-athlete, Crawford Family Whole Student-Athlete Program is significant. So we've made the investments in that. And I think for us, as we move forward, you know, we've got to look at the very best coaches and then we've got to be able to participate at that rate and that level uh, that we can get the best coaches and, and pay uh, the staffs that we need to pay uh, to be able to compete at that level. But I would tell you that I think we're in a very good position, um, you know, as it relates to, uh, you know, our conference. We love our conference. Uh, we feel really good. We're bullish about where we are. Uh, George is out there uh, in his team uh, negotiating our media rights as we speak. Um, and we feel like that's going to be very good for us. Um, and so everything that we can participate in um, within the, the guidelines of the NCAA, in my opinion, we've done it. Um, and again, where, where our fan base can help and those people that are screaming and hollering, and I hear them, um, we read it all. Um, you know what? Get involved with us. Invest in us and buy tickets, come to games, do all those things because those having resources allows us to do other things. But I will tell you that when some things come to us that the NCAA allows, we have always participated uh, and we will continue to do that. I, I think the only thing that I would add is you also have to realize that Colorado is one of 22, 23 states that has an, an uh, a name image likeness policy as a state policy that we follow. Uh, other states that don't have a state policy can basically do whatever they want to do within, you know, NCAA guidelines. And what people need to understand is, you know, as a state institution along with Colorado State and, and you know, we need to follow the state policy and we've been doing that. We've been successful, but I believe we can be more successful in that realm within the state policy. And, and look, I mean, you know, we, 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 you know, we've seen out there that there's uh, some deals that they're getting, or there's that really name, image, and likeness that you're seeing some people get. We're not going to do things that are outside what the NCAA bylaws will allow us to do. That's not how we operate. Uh, and we know that there's things going on out there um, that, you know, it's hard to, to you know, put a finger on it, but, you know, we always read about these big deals, but that's the one or two percent. Um, and uh, while that's important, um, the 98 percent is really important as well. We'll take two more. Mike, uh, you know, you've been here less than a year, and now you find yourself in, in this position. Uh, no, it wasn't expected, but, you know, how are you kind of just reacting to, to rolling with these punches? You know, it, it's been a, a trying beginning to the season um, today being probably one of the more uh, 
unique days that I've, I've ever come to the office. Um, you know, I had 11 minutes to prepare my, uh, my team meeting. Um, and the thing that, that I took away from that is uh, this program just needed for me in this leadership position to be my authentic self. Um, to be um, what I believe that I'm called to do is, is to serve these student athletes and serve this staff and serve this community in a way that um, would make Buff Nation proud. And uh, I'm excited for this opportunity. Um, I'm prepared for this opportunity because of my experiences. Um, and most of all, I'm, I'm really excited about this, this group of players, this group of young men that's really hungry. They're really hungry and, and it makes coming to work um, that much more enjoyable each and every day knowing that they are, they are starving for that first win. And then once you get that first win, they're starving for that second one. And that's what I believe that we're in a position um, with the staff that we have in place, putting the correct people in the correct chairs, um, and then, and then just, just going um, and just looking, not looking back and just looking forward. Um, and that's my entire focus is on these players and the staff. You mentioned uh, the change was made because uh, Colorado wasn't living up to expectations when it comes to the football program. What are the expectations for CU football? Our, our expectation for CU football is to become nationally prominent, uh, that we're discussed on game day in a positive way. Uh, in that we compete every time we go out there and play and we win more than we lose. We consistently go to bowl games. Occasionally we compete for a national championship, conference championships. I have that expectation for all of our sports, not just football. And, um, you know, but, but we need to consistently be in bowl games. We consistently uh, need to be discussed uh, nationally about our program in a positive way. Thanks, everybody. Uh, real quickly, we're going to look at having Mike do a press conference on Tuesday. First practice will be Tuesday morning, correct? Yes, sir. So after that, we thought it might be good to get together again. We should know the game time for the Cal game tomorrow, which is family weekend. And as Rick pointed out, we're nearing a sellout for that. So we should have a good crowd for Mike's first game. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Appreciate it.